thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet number 10. For shame deny that thou bearst to love to any, who for thyself art so unprovident. Grant, if thou wilt, thou art beloved of many, but that thou none lovest is most evident. If thou art so possessed with murderous hate, that gainst thyself thou stick'st not to conspire, seeking that beauteous roof to ruinate, which to repair should be thy chief desire. Oh, change thy thought, and that I may change my mind. Shall hate be fairer lodged than gentle love? Be, as thy presence is, gracious and kind, or to thyself at least kind-hearted prove. Make thee another self for me to love, for love of me, that beauty still may live in thine or thee. God, you da! That is <laughs> sonnet number 10. And I am I, very sorry, everyone. I thought I, I was doing well when in my rehearsal. I did well on that one. Not so much. That was sonnet number 10 by William Shakespeare. I'm uh, Mark Chatterley, and I'm joined, as always, by the lovely... Thierry Hillis. See, he only gets to say his name at that point, because yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, you're, you're never letting me talk. It's, it's not very nice of you. No, I'm scared <laughs> that if, if you do the introduction bit, what you'll say about me. So I, I'm going to keep it this way around. Um, I'm not going to insult you. Not, not on the air. <laughs> good. That's good. That's good to know. Um, so sonnet number 10. Let, let, let you can go first. What, what do you think of this one? Uh, it, obviously, the, the proper writing of sonnet number 10, not what I just read out, which was atrocious. <laughs> It wasn't that bad. It, it's the well, as we've been saying just before the recording, this is the first one where um, the poet actually sort of makes an appearance. And yeah, fleetingly he comes in. It seems. Yeah, yeah. There's a notion of him um, being there and there being a uh, a relation. Well, th- th- he has established that there is a relationship between the two. But going a bit more into that, I haven't read re- ahead quite as much. If I'm honest, so I don't know <laughs> if we uh, if we will get more into that, but um, there's definitely a hint of it in this one. So I mean, there's definitely at the end. There's there's make thee another self of uh, make thee another self for love of me. Um, yeah, he's basically people... saying um, if you're not willing to uh, have children for your own sake, please have them for my sake. Which is yeah. quite an odd way. I mean, you wouldn't have children for someone else's sake. It's it's a bit of a weird. Yes, and and the phrasing for love of me, unless that was a particularly well used phrase at the time, it seems. Well, at least now it seems very out of place. It's the, for love of me, for my sake, for. So the the love, I guess, implies that there is quite a strong relationship between the the poet and and the young lover in this it's it's well, not a friendship or it's a it seems to be a deep connection even today if you we might not use the word love but if you say do it for my sake that sort of implies a, a strong relationship you wouldn't walk up to a stranger and go do this for my sake is yeah it implies true. a very personal relationship you if you want someone else to do something for you as much as for themselves and i i suppose it's fair to say that that no one knows if these procreation sonnets are addressed to to anyone in particular, a real life person, a fictional person. No one actually knows this, um, so it's kind of open to to whether 
Shakespeare was addressing a real person, a made-up person, or himself when he was younger. It's quite a a mystery, I guess, in Shakespearean circles. Well, if I've learnt one thing from writing poems is that people will always consider them to be autobiographical. No matter what you say, people will always go, how much of you is in there? You have actually done this. And you just go, no, it's a poem about war. I have never been to war. <laughs> no, not once have I shot someone so in the face. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I've never been to war. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's easy to... Uh, to imagine that he's addressing a real life person. Yes, I, I agree. Perhaps with much that. so than just going. He sat down and he wrote some poems. There, there seems to be a, a passion in in these poems that I don't know. I would yeah, but then find... good poetry always does. Yes, I I agree. But I suppose there seems to be. It, I I write. I try to write, but I would find it to be hard to be this sincere because my my issue with these series of poems is that they seem to take things one step too far and if i was writing these my my worry would be that if this was to an imaginary person i'd made up that i'd be going too far and people wouldn't believe it so the fact that shakespeare has gone that far i don't know suggests to me at least that there's a real person involved a real relationship it probably makes it easy because it's a series of sonnets yeah it's it would be harder to bring this much passion across because we are looking at this one poem now this one sonnet but it is part of a series of uh, over a dozen it does yeah. almost a dozen and a half poems which he gets time to establish the relationship and go into more detail and yes makes it easier than attack the problem from multiple directions yeah so yeah we've seen so so this one uh, i've forgotten it already let's have a look um <laughs> so this one is for shame deny that thou bearest love to any uh, there's the idea of love runs through this one it seems to me at least i'm gonna say it's the grant if if thou wilt thou art beloved of many um uh, but that thou none lovest is most evident. So it's, I guess to me that kind of seems like he's saying it's obvious you love many people, you have friends, but there's no one person. But, yeah, but thou none lovest is yeah. most evident. Um, and so I, I, it's the kind of it seems to be Shakespeare sort of chiding him into a relationship. You need to get into a relationship and and settle down. He's definitely yeah. trying to. Uh finally change his mind here and I mean it's, which is only reinforced at the end by saying for love of me he's just pretty much pushing him towards agreeing with his opinion that he, he should find that one person to have children with yes yeah and uh, yeah the changing of the mind rings true oh change thy thought that I may change my mind shall hate be fairer lodged than gentle love be as thy presence is gracious and kind so it's the you need to do this sooner rather than later and you need to change your mind about how you are uh, are acting and and reacting to those around you you need to get it on basically and and have kids as as one of my friends always puts it fuck your friends yes yes do <laughs> i i guess you mean that in the sense of don't have sex with your friends but in terms of just in the sense of 
try to blur the lines don't 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 everyone you encounter in life don't just consider them a friend be open to uh to all the possibilities that you have with with people you meet in your life yes yeah that makes sense yeah so uh, in this it's a stop seeing everyone as as just a friend you 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 need to start thinking about people as potential mothers and, and potential bearers that's, of your that's child quite, that's quite weird consider people as potential mothers yes it's, that is, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty much what he's saying but it just you saying that out loud, my mind just went, oh, it's weird. Just, <laughs> I wouldn't, I mean, you go out, you try and meet someone, you just like, you... You're saying you nowadays, don't assess you, them up as a, as a potential mother. That's not first on well, your not, list. Not in, I mean, at least from, well, my point of view, which is obviously 21st century, it just, companion is more the first companion, lover, <laughs> friend sort of, that relationship first and then well if you want to have children down the line that's fine but I wouldn't I wouldn't go and try and find someone suitable to have children with and then try and work out the rest around that it would seem to put a different uh, it automatically comes with a set of different ideals you'd be looking for I think if you were if you're out on a on a, a night out or you're meeting people in work Assessing people as possible companions or friends, or maybe more in that sense, is gives you one set of ideals. But if you go into it thinking, could you be a potential mother to my future child? That does bring in a whole different set of criteria. I'm not, I'm not sure if do, do people do that today. Do, I do don't people know. meet other people and just you would? I mean, I would more today. I would expect people more going in with a how good in bed are you going to be sort of just if if i mean if you're looking for the physical um sex basically you would you really go in and think about the children i think you would if you were very very religious so i imagine there are pockets of that thinking around i the extreme well, religious I, have, I mean i have some friends who are quite religious and but they still talk about marriage and have someone for the rest of their life. It, it, They're not solely concerned ch- with children. Children are obviously a part of that, and they want to get married and they want to have the family. But it's it's still the family unit they want. It's not they're not eyeing up a potential partner in church to and think about what uh, <laughs> what their the child would look like. like. Yeah. Yes, I, I yeah I agree, and I I think that that feeds into. What I, what I keep going back to is the creepiness of these sonnets. It, it's always one step further than than I see as as a decent as, reaction. Yeah, and and I, I don't know. I don't find them. Are, are these procreation sonnets meant to be seen as as beautiful and loving? Because to me, they just seem creepy and stalkerish. Which which again makes me wonder: was that normal in Shakespeare's time? I mean, he's. He... He is a poet, so he would be more open about writing down these sort of feelings in a poem. You, 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 as, yeah. as, well, as a creative person in general, you tend to be more uh, more open with these sort of thoughts rather than suppressing them or just c- c- conforming to uh, society's rules. Yes. But yeah, I, I, I can definitely see the... Uh, so maybe he was reflecting a, a, a kind of uh, social... Uh, 
like something that everyone did but was afraid to talk about at the time. I hope Possibly. not because it's quite creepy. But yeah, you're right. Maybe. Well, I mean, I've had, I mean, I've <laughs> I've had it the other way around when I've been out with a girl and then some of her friends just went, "Oh, you would have really cute kids." <laughs> I mean, people do that, but I... it, it, it's just a sort of you. In the in the way of um, you, you look nice together, and if you had a kid, it would be, it would be a beautiful child. Not in the sort of now go on and go on and do it. Yeah, yeah, do it and stop hanging around with months. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Get a room. Just go to the nearest yeah, hotel. Stop, stop pulling out. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stop the the bloodletting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um. Let's let's leave that one there. <laughs> uh, that was uh, yeah. End with the blood. End with the blood. And, and we shall, you can read this one and, and do it far better than me. I'm gonna be good on the next one. I, I, I promise. don't think I'm having a good day today. <laughs> because of people at home, we we do record these in series of four. So you've probably noticed, that, or will eventually notice, that each set of four kind of has a. Um, uh, a distinct feel about it when we read it. So if we're really knackered, they're all going to be read terribly. And we, we I, I think we can call this the painkiller sonnets. Yeah, the painkiller sonnets. We're both on them, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sonnet number ten. For shame deny then thou bearest love to any, who for thyself art so unprovident. Grant if thou wilt, thou art beloved of many, but that thou none lovest is most evident. For thou art so possessed with murderous hate that gains thyself thou stick'st not to conspire, seeking that beauteous roof to ruinate, which to repair should be thy chief desire. Oh, change thy thought, that I may change my mind. Shall hate be fairer lodged than gentle love? Be as thy presence is, gracious and kind, or to thyself at least kind-hearted proof. Make thee another self for love of me, that beauty should... That beauty still may live in thine or thee. Almost. All but the last line. Uh, That was uh, sonnet number 10 in Shakespeare's sonnets. I've been Mark Chatterley. I have been Thierry Halas. And we will see you next time for sonnet number 11. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.